Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to get into this week's episode. I wanted to chit chat with you guys, and I got a lot of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. So we're going to get right into it. I um, actually wrote a couple of things, uh, a couple of like silly stories down that I wanted to tell you guys about embarrassing shit that just popped up in my head over this past weekend. Um, okay. So the, the number one, I, I re I remembered something that's probably the most embarrassing thing that I've ever done or the most embarrassing thing that I've ever said. Okay. So I was watching a movie with, (laughs) I was watching a movie with this guy and this was years ago. This was probably five years ago. And it was a movie called Oh God. It was like about an improv troupe. Right. And I, we were watching it for about an hour and I was like, Oh, do you think these people are actors? And he was like, yeah, it's a movie. And I thought it was a documentary. So have you ever done that? Have you ever, (laughs) have you ever watched a movie for one hour before realizing it was a movie? I don't think so. I think that's the dumbest shit I've ever done. And then another thing, a few, um, a few weeks ago, I had to do a sponsorship for a, a skincare, um, company that I actually really, really love. And you guys know, I can't really spell that well. And I, instead of writing, it's so gentle on my skin, I wrote it's genitals on my skin. So those are two things that I remembered that I wanted to tell you guys. And you know, I love embarrassing stuff. So, um, I a thousand percent think those might take the cake for, for me, at least for me, at least. Oh yeah. And the fact that my fire alarm went off the other day at six o'clock in the morning and it was too high up and I couldn't grab it. And it was also a carbon monoxide alarm. So I thought if you follow me on Instagram, you know, the story already, but I thought that I was going to, um, die. So I called the FDNY and the fire, like a whole fire truck pulled up to my house. How fucking embarrassing is that? Calling 911 is so embarrassing. You guys, they were like 911, what's your emergency? And you want to know what I had to say to this woman? I was like, um, my smoke alarm's going off. And I can't get up there. My ceilings are high in my apartment. She was like, oh, okay. Is it, are you okay? I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I just like, don't know what to do. I was like, and it's also a carbon monoxide alarm. So I don't know if it's like air, something with air, you know, it's scary. You don't know if there is a freaking fire in the wall. You don't know if it's an electrical thing. Like who can really say, but the guy came and I think he felt bad for me. He was like this poor kid. She's standing here five foot tall, five foot four. She's got no man in sight. That was like, there's been two times in my life that I said to myself, I really wish I had a fucking boyfriend. Only two. That was one of them. And the other one was, I caught a mouse in a mouse trap once. And I was not, I was not, I was like, you know, of all times to not have a man in my life, this would be the one time that I wish I did. So we'll add that one to the list of embarrassing things. But yeah, if you call 911, you're embarrassing. Like there's an emergency, like having an emergency is embarrassing because it's just like, you're frantic. Like I was running around my house. My cats are flying all over the place. They didn't know what the hell was going on. The fire alarm's so loud. Robert was MIA for an entire 24 hours. You know, Stanley ran and hid in the 
in the bathroom sink, like there was a freaking tornado coming. I swear to God, I'm like, I can't with these guys. And then I'm like running around my house. I, I didn't know what to do. I just woke up. I was all like flustered and you know, I was just like, I answered the door all fucked up and not for nothing. It's also the fact that I've been trying to manifest like a man into my life with like an ax, like a friendly ax, not someone aggressive with an ax, like not an ax murderer, but just like a lumberjack or a firefighter. And then this is me manifesting it in the worst way possible, girl. I didn't even have blush on. And I think that he probably noticed that. So would have been nice though. How cute of a story would that have been if I called 911 and was looking cute. And then the fire department comes and they say, oh my God, you are stunning. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? Maybe I'll try it. I'll throw my, I'll throw Robert up in a tree. Jesus Christ. What do I got to do around here? <laughs> Anywho, you guys, I love you. You know, I love you. We're going to get into um, some emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, you guys can always send over emails there. And I got a few about cringy date stories. So we're going to get into those first. So this one says cringe date. Hey, thanks for making my commute to work so much more entertaining. I have a cringe first date story. I probably went on like five years ago, but yikes, it was so bad. I had met this guy once and he was kind of annoying. <laughs> but he said he wanted to go out on a date. And I thought, sure. Yeah. I have no prospect at the moment. Anyway, uh, he called to ask me on a date, but the whole time we were in conversation, he had a British accent. He's not British. So I straight up wasn't having it. And I was like, yeah, you don't have to keep the accent. And he was like, I am British. I'll prove it on the date. I roll emoji. Uh, the, <laughs> the day of, he wanted to pick me up at 3.30 p.m. and had all of these plans, and I told him to pick me up later. I didn't want to go for a marathon date. He picks me up, and sure enough, there was the accent. For a straight hour, he kept going with it. I ignored it. Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. Why did he do that? I love that you're like, I ignored it. It's like when a little kid is doing something annoying and you don't want to encourage them to keep going. You just kind of like, you just like keep going normal. God, you ignored it. Okay. So then what? This sounds, this guy sounds like a fucking psycho freak. Who does that? What is he, me? I would love to go out on a date with a guy and just be like, hey, hello, let's go not chit. I, that that wasn't British. I don't know what that was. That was like a mix of, um, you know, like Scottish maybe, and also some other type of place like in the UK. I don't know, maybe Scottish and Irish, but anywho, so let's get back to this email. <laughs> I promise I'm not drunk or high. I'm just, you know what? I was just cleaning my bathroom. So I do feel I maybe I'm a little high from all those damn products, even though I wear a mask when I do that. Anywho. So she ignores it. Then he takes me to a mini golf place, which is fine, but he takes out two handkerchiefs. He then proceeds to tie our inside legs together. What? For three-legged mini golf. We were in public, Carly. And then he goes to blindfold me and I'm like, hold on, what? And he goes, what? Don't you trust me? I was like, I barely know you. And then he still blindfolded me. <laughs> So we were three-legged mini golfing blindfolded and he would guide me 
And then I would hit the ball. Anyway, we had people behind us waiting for us. And I felt so uncomfortable. He also got mad when we pulled up in the mini golf place because I didn't wait for him to come and open my door for me so I could get out. He brought up his ex on the date saying that I had the same birthday as her and asked me how many kids I wanted. Mind you, I was a senior in high school. I obviously wasn't thinking about that. All around, I felt so uncomfortable. It was the most uncomfortable I've felt in my life. And I would see him at church every so often. And he would completely ignore the fact that he even knew me. Pretty sure he knew it didn't go well. I have so many bad dates, but in I have them all in a journal. Oh, that's such a good idea. Uh, but this was my most awkward one. Yeah, girl. First of all, this is like, this story is a perfect example of how women don't want to come off as rude or bitchy. Like we will do anything to not be looked at like we're bitchy. It's like, yeah, no, sir. I've never met you before. You just were literally pretending to be from another country for an hour. And you've tied my leg. You've tied my leg to your leg. And, and now I, I can't see either, but I won't do anything about this because I don't want you to think I'm a bitch, even though you're a fucking psycho. This is the thing. Like you were young, obviously you were, you said you were a senior in high school. So of course, I mean, you didn't know, you kind of don't know at that age really how to like, just stand up for yourself. If it was me, I would go, um, no motherfucker. You're not, don't touch my damn leg. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you want to tie my leg to your leg. Cool. So I can't run away cool. And then I can't see you. Cool. Oh my God. That is so embarrassing. Honestly, I'm like picturing going mini golfing and seeing the people in front of me, like stuck together by handkerchiefs. Here's the thing. If a guy has a handkerchief on a date, something bad's going to happen. And I'm, and I don't mean like, Oh no, sometimes if they have a handkerchief, it's okay. When's the last time you knew a man that owned a handkerchief? Number one, number two, if he's bringing it out on a date, that means a few things. Number one, he's going to kill you. It could mean that number two, uh, he's a magician or number three, he's going to, um, he's going to tie your inside legs together and blindfold you while you're mini golfing. Those are the three options and none of them are good. So just next time you go, no, sorry. Oh my God, you guys, I heard the funniest story on TikTok the other day. It was like this girl, God, I wish I saved the video. But, and so I'm going to try and repeat the story, but I'm not going to do it as well as her, but it was like a story about the worst thing a guy ever said to you in bed. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so bad. So this girl's telling this story about, oh, um, this is the worst thing a guy ever said to me in bed. We were getting into it. And he was like, I want to, um, degrade you or something. He was like, that's my thing. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. cool." (laughs) She was like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Like thinking he was just going to be saying, I don't know. And she's like, we were into it. And he said, (laughs) wait, I can't even say it. It's so, it's so bad. He said to her, he goes, (laughs) he said, your hair is so thin and greasy, you fat bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm crying, I'm crying. <laughs> your hair is so thin and greasy. It's like, that's mean. Why did he have to say that? <laughs> 
God, I got to try and find the TikTok. Jesus Christ. If I can find it, I'll post it on my Instagram story or something. But it's so, I was crying watching it. I watched a video like four times. God, that cracked me up. Because that's like a personal attack. That's not just like, oh, you're a bitch. And he said fat bitch too. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Okay, next cringy date story. Here we go. This one says, hey, Carly, Stan, Stanley, and Robert, longtime fan, first time writing in. This week, you talked about a friend who had a cringy date experience with the caveman chicken eater. I thought I'd share an experience I had several years ago before I met my current hottie boyfriend. The year was 2018, and I was on the apps taking tryouts for my dating roster at the time. Now, your girl was really out here vetting options. I was like a primary, and then there were a couple of auxiliary boys to keep on the back burner. Uh, this particular boy seemed pretty decent, and we were chatting on the app, exchanging numbers and agreed to meet for coffee near um, a bench in a neighboring town. Apparently he was going to surf early and we would meet after. Now I'm thinking, okay, a surfer that's hot and adventurous because I live in the Bay area and our surf can be pretty dangerous um, with, with the current and shit. Okay. Gotcha. So he's a bad boy for life is what you're saying. He's a bad surfer boy for life. And we love to see it for you. Anyway, we meet up and from the jump, he's a little awkward and shy, also shorter than I thought, but I tried not to hold it against him. Everything is going fine. And he asked if we could take our coffee to a bench so we can chat and see the ocean. Uh, now this is where I partially fucked up in preparation because it's also where it gets cringe. I, should also disclose that I'm a bit of a sneakerhead. This becomes important. So I agree to go chat by the ocean and we were walking over and I realized he's not leading me down the path. He's like full on trying to go trekking through the sand, not to mention cross through part of the sand where the tide snakes and it's to the coast. So it would be muddy, wet, and sandy. I didn't prepare to be in the sand that morning. After all, it was supposed to just be coffee. I'm wearing a nice pair of Nike sneakers. They were brand new, duh, because I'm trying to look good. Uh, I decide I'm not going to go ruining these sneakers for some dude I just met. So at the risk of sounding prissy, I pause and just say, hey, why don't we find a bench? And he said, oh, so you don't want to go over there by the ocean? Well, I didn't wear good shoes for the sand today. And then he looks at her Nikes and he says, what, you don't think the Nikes can handle it? Girl, this man said Nike with a silent E, like, like, but as if it rhymes with bike. <laughs> okay, so he called them Nikes. And I knew that I knew that because of when she wrote it, she spelled it N-Y-K-E, like Nike. Um, I immediately filled with secondhand embarrassment. I wanted to leave as soon as it left his mouth, but I carried on and made up an excuse to leave after a while. In that moment, I knew it would be our first and last interaction. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. It gets a chuckle among my friends when I tell it. Uh, thanks for bringing laughs on Mondays with your pod. Kiss you right on the lips. See, okay. <clears throat> to me, this sounds a little bit like you just didn't like the guy. Because if you were gaga about him and he wasn't kind of acting weird, you probably would not not have even thought twice about the damn sneakers. You would have said, well, this is uh, going to be a funny story that we can tell our kids one day how I ruined my perfect new sneakers, you know? So I think you didn't like him. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I know a British guy that calls them Nikes. Was he British? I don't know. Is that a British thing? But yeah, I mean... 
I guess it's not, I got, yeah, I think that you just didn't like him girl because it's one of those things. It's all subjective to how we feel about someone. Like if a guy that you thought was really hot and perfect said Nikes, you'd be like, Oh my God, you'll never believe what my boyfriend said today. He's so funny. Like, that's the thing. But then when some freak says it, you're like, Oh, you're disgusting. I can't believe you just said that. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) Okay. Um, the next cringy date story, it says cringy date story. Hey sister, I went on a date with a guy once and I wasn't attracted to, but at this point I had dated losers and he was a friend of a friend. So I said, Hey, why not? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, we went to this night restaurant, nice restaurant, and he ordered pasta instead of twirling the fork in the pasta to be able to fit the pasta in his mouth, like a regular person would do. He would take a fork full of pasta into his mouth and use his fingers to tear. No. No. Is this going to say what I think it's going to say? To tear the pasta that was dangling, oh God, from his mouth and put it back on his plate. Oh, he could have just bit the remaining dangling pasta as well, but no. I hope this makes sense. I could totally send you a visual, (laughs) but I've never seen anyone eat pasta like that before. And no, I did not date him anymore. Well, that's probably the reason why he was single. Who touches food with their hand and then puts it back? Oh my God, that's so grimy. And I'm picturing some guy with like sauce all over his hands. And that, my friends, is one of my biggest nightmares. Eating with a person in public that is an embarrassing eater is so bad. Oh, it makes me like sick. Makes me sick. Uh, All right. I think that was the last... Um, date story. So let's get into these emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. All right, let's go to this one. So this one says my man and his touchy female friend. Uh Uh-oh, I already don't like this girl. Not the girl who's writing in, but I don't like the friend. Hey, Carly, I have a predicament regarding my man, and I felt like you would be the perfect person to ask. I appreciate your style of no bullshit, but also rational advice. So here we go. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've been dating my man for several months now. It's honestly the best relationship I've ever had after many difficult ones. And I'm endlessly grateful to have him in my life. And I trust him fully onto the situation. He told me early on in the relationship that he has some close female friends. He is also very close with his mom and sister. So I wasn't surprised to hear that. I met the friends early on and they were all super nice. Cut to a few weeks uh, after meeting them, I was spending the night with him when two of his female friends reached out to see what we were doing. They ended up meeting up with us and we were all hanging outside and going for a walk. They were extremely drunk. The one friend he had called his quote unquote best friend started walking super close to him and got very touchy with him. She was wasted, but she was leaning on and jumping all over him and wanting him to carry her and such. Uh, again, this was very early on in the relationship. So I kept my cool in the moment, but I was super uncomfortable. I didn't want to put him in an uncomfortable situation. And I also couldn't hold back my feelings about it for too long. I brought it up when we got home afterwards because he was a little taken aback, but receptive. I'm sorry, when we got home afterwards and he was a little taken aback, but receptive, he assured me that nothing was quote unquote going on with them, but he wasn't sure what to do about the situation. He hasn't been in a long-term relationship in a while, so I don't think he was ever confronted with this type of situation before. He ended up talking to his male friend about it, who he, who is also friends with the female friend, and he had my back about it. He reframed it for my boyfriend and said, how would you like it if she had a male friend that was doing that? This made my boyfriend understand things from my perspective and help him realize that something needs to change if this is going to keep happening. 
I'm, I'm just going to interject here. Um, I, this is like one of my biggest pet peeves when you're in a relationship, like when you tell a guy or your partner something, and then they kind of don't like respond the way that you want them to. And then they talk to one of their friends and the friend says the same exact thing that you do. And then they're like, Oh no, actually. Yeah. I talked to my friend about it. And they said that you were right. It's like, hold on. Why couldn't you have just listened to me in the first place, buddy? But anywho, um, his male friend offered to speak to her about it and explain that it's just not cool to act like that. Now that I'm around, I was fine with the solution and ready to keep it moving. I'm sure the converse, I'm not sure if the conversation ever happened. I hung out with this girl several times after that. She was always friendly and never made it an issue. A few months went by and there were no similar events regarding her getting touchy. Then cut to last week. I'm hanging out with him and his friends and this girl shows up again. She is extremely drunk. She walks in, walks right past me without acknowledging me and tries to basically mount my boyfriend. What? Oh God. <clears throat> oh my God. He pushed her off and said, what the fuck? And said, and she said, what? I was just coming to say hello to insert my name here. LOL. She said she was coming to say hi to me by walking right past me and mounting my boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. She sounds insane. This girl again, I kept it cool in the moment, but when we left again, I expressed that I was not only uncomfortable, <clears throat> but now I'm getting angry about the situation. Some extra context. They have been friends literally since childhood. And this girl has never been in a relationship. My man made a mutual male my man and the mutual male friend um, say that she's just oblivious to certain things like this because she's never been in a relationship. I truly don't think he has any feelings for her and he doesn't encourage the touchy behavior by any means. But sometimes I wonder if she's had feelings for him along the way and it only comes out when she's drunk. She's been a core person in my boyfriend's life for so long and we see his friends often. So I can't really escape her. <clears throat> After this last incident, I told my boyfriend that he needs to discuss a plan on how to address this because I don't want to be put in an uncomfortable situation again. He said he didn't mind addressing her directly about it. This is the gist of what I suggested to say to her, quote unquote. So, uh, okay. Hey, so when you get drunk, you get really touchy with me. And now that I have a girlfriend, it's just awkward. Can you do your best to be mindful and stop doing this? <clears throat> He said he doesn't want to make things awkward by making it obvious that I'm the one behind the request, but I felt like the wording I suggested would keep it neutral. And also, I don't really care if she thinks I'm the one making it awkward because she's the one who already has 100%. You're 100% right on that. So my question is, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, how would you feel if you were me? Would you suggest I or my boyfriend do in the situation? Thanks so much. Your, your podcast brings me joy every week. Oh, well, thank you so much, girl. Um. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. And I'm not saying that like I'm crazy, but I'm saying it like, I don't know how old you are too. I feel like that could be something like this girl's always drunk. She's showing up at parties. The friends are always hanging out. You got to be in your early twenties. I would have to guess because like when you're 30, no, no one's mounting anyone, you know, when you're all hanging out, but to me, but age really doesn't matter. I'm just like shocked to even hear something like this, you know, but it, it, it just couldn't, it, it wouldn't fly with me. If someone were to do that, I would say something to them immediately or have my boyfriend say something to them immediately. Um, I was not in a situation like this, but I have been in situations before where something weird happens 
and something gets out of pocket. Somebody makes a weird remark in front of me and you have to set a precedent because there are people, um, anytime you get into a relationship, there's always like weirdly one person throughout the entirety of your relationship, at least one person that's going to like try and break you guys up or is jealous and just kind of being spiteful. Like I know people who have had that done to them. I know people who have done that to someone um, because they had feelings for the person's significant other or whatever. Uh, there, there's a little bit, this girl's definitely jealous of your relationship with your boyfriend. And, and sometimes when, when someone's like a psycho like this, when the, when the guy has a girlfriend, it makes them uh, more crazy. Like it, it makes the, it makes the guy more desirable for whatever reason. There's just some girls that, that kind of love that shit. But, um, when I was in a situation, um, where a girl had done something that was a little out of pocket, I said to the guy I was dating at the time, I said, all right, are you going to say something or am I going to say something? Because if I say something, it's not going to be cute. You could be, oh, well, yeah. Oh, you know, now that I'm in a relationship, okay, cool. Say it however you got to say it. But I'm telling you right now, if I do it, it's going to be, it's not going to be funny and it's not going to be cute. And, and someone's going to cry and it's not going to be me. I'm not going to hit anyone. I'm not going to fight you, but I'll just go up and be like, bitch, what are you doing? Period. Are you an idiot? I'll freaking give you a knuckle freaking sandwich. Imagine someone saying that to you, trying to fight you. I'll give you a knuckle freaking sandwich. But yeah, I I would say I would squash it right away. Um, And you want to know what? She's going to feel like an asshole if, if you say something to her. I would kind of, I would say something like, you know, you're, you're embarrassing yourself. Like, I'm just letting you know that you're embarrassing yourself and it's not cool what you're doing. Like, I don't know if you're doing it intentionally. I don't know if I ever did anything. If you have a problem with me, please let me know what it is, but I've never been anything but nice to you. And you know, you're, you're, you're being a clown. You're being a clown right now. But the longer he waits to bring it up, because then she could just go, oh, my God, that happened three weeks ago. And you're so crazy for even bringing it up or whatever. Um, but, yeah, you, you got to squash it because it's just not going to stop happening otherwise. Okay, you guys, how exciting. Secret Keepers Club is so excited to announce our new sponsor, Brooke Linen. There is no such thing as too much comfort. Brooke Linen's biggest sale of the year is coming up this weekend, which means there is serious savings to help you create your dream space. This is a sponsor I was so excited about because I've always wanted to try Brooke Linen sheets. And I just, it was kind of like they, they were always right. Um, like if I would be on Instagram, I kept seeing them and people that I follow was always talking about them and using them. And I was so excited when they were like, Oh, we'll send you sheets. So they send me sheets. They're so cozy. They're so soft. I absolutely love them. And you guys, I'm kind of crazy about my sheets and my bed. And it's, it's the most important thing to me because I want to sleep like a little angel in there. And that's how I feel. They're so, so comfy. I, I love them. Um, their entire site of super soft, cozy essentials is going on sale this weekend. Ooh, how exciting. You know, I love a sale. You know, I love a sale. Uh, Brooklyn was created to 
bring comfort to every corner of your space at prices that you can afford. And they're not just sheets anymore. Their collection of cozy must-haves now includes everything from furniture and rugs to slippers and loungewear. Shopping doesn't get any easier with Brooklinen bundles. Save more when you stock up on essentials for your space. So give yourself the comfort refresh that you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code secretkeepers to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code SECRETKEEPERS for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code SECRETKEEPERS. Thank you so much, Brooklinen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, this one says, I think this is an embarrassing story. This one says, just embarrassed, honestly. Carly and the best boys around. I wanted to say a spiel like everyone else does. Love you and the boys, Robert and Stanley, and the podcast is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. And we love you too. And and Robert and Stanley, I'm obsessed with them. And I'm trying to whistle train them to get into a crate in case of an emergency. So I bought whistles and I'm whistling and then giving them a treat so that if, you know, if there's an emergency ever, they will be trained to go in the crate. Um, and also I'm convinced, and I've been trying to get it on video. I'm convinced that Stanley says mom and girl, I know it sounds crazy out there. Okay. But I know he says mom. Anywho, thank you. Um, so my story was almost a shit crappens, but it ended out just being embarrassing. (laughs) So for work, I have to travel to hospitals all over my state and I repair medical equipment. I just moved across the country to a new state with my company and a new place comes out with lots of new hospitals and clinics and I have to go and visit. The second time I go to the small county hospital that is about two and a half hours away from my apartment, I am, as I'm getting into the hospital, I'm sorry. As I'm getting into the hospital, I get that feeling. It starts to rush over me, the cold sweats, the discomfort. I unloaded my work van and ran inside. There was a line for COVID screenings. I'm standing there and I'm like out of time. You can't just walk in and go to the bathroom. You have to get your temperature taken. I was about to ship myself in the hospital lobby. I got my temperature taken and ran into like three different bathrooms before I found one that wasn't occupied. I finally found one in the ER waiting room. Oh God. Like those people aren't going through enough in the damn ER. You're in there running, running around. Okay. Uh, in the ER waiting, waiting room, I had just made it in time. Finally, the relief. I'm so glad I didn't ruin my work pants. <laughs> the problem in, uh, the problem is I was in there for a minute or two. It's a single person bathroom. When I walk out, there's a line of people waiting for me. Oh no, this is the worst nightmare. I have a work badge with my name on it and I just tore it up in this small bathroom in the small town hospital. I can't look people in the eye anymore for feel for fear of them knowing that I ruined one of them bathrooms on this good day. I never want to go back. It's not like I can blame it on someone else. Everyone uh, knows everyone around there. Uh, that's my story. A near miss, but at what cost? <laughs> Anyway, thanks again for being amazing. From a gay and his two cats. Oh, send me pictures of your cats, you guys. This is honestly, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, did you not like, did you shit your pants? No, but did you get out of it scot-free not having an embarrassing situation happen? No, because everyone in the line knew what you were doing in there. And it's almost, I'd almost rather shit my pants at that point. Cause at least it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like a commitment. And people would go, oh, damn, you shit your pants. It's wild. <laughs> um, 
cut. It's kind of, kind of one of those things you can't, um, you can't get away from it. If you got to go, you got to go. And I'm not mad at that. And, and just before we get to the next email, I want to let you guys know, my mom is on this new thing where she's obsessed with castles and every weekend she wants to go to a new castle in New York. So they went to a castle today and my mom's just been sending me 400 videos of like the outside of this castle. And they're going like to have lunch there or something. But every weekend they're going to go to some New York castle, which it's like, what is the history of castles that are on Long Island? Like there's a castle on Long Island and who lived in it? A queen? What? I got to look up the history on those because it's kind of wild to me. Uh, Okay, this next one says they always come back, question mark. Dear Carly and your precious cherub, Stanley and Robert, I'm finally emailing you when I'm not high, and I do apologize for the previous nonsensical emails and DMs I've sent you. My marriage proposal to you still stands. (laughs) I'm writing from Australia because you were a global sensation. Wait a minute. Are you the girl that I met at Ray's bar that was from Australia that listens to the podcast? The blonde girl. Because if there's two people in Australia that listen to this podcast, I'm moving there. Because to me, that's enough. That's enough to just pack up and move to to a whole nother, to the other side of the planet. Oh my God, please let me know. I think if it was her, she would say, I met you at Ray's bar a couple of weeks ago. But anywho, wow, I feel so blessed. Thank you. She says... Okay. So last year during the panty, I dated a guy casually for about six months. We broke it off because it started getting a little more serious. And he said he wasn't ready for that, which is valid. He was a perfect gentleman about it. And we did try to remain friends, but it was challenging for me because you guessed it. His penis was at least nine inches long. (laughs) It's always, that's always the way it works out. So we let a few months go by without talking. And then I decided to reach out and say, Hey, I hope you're doing okay with these lockdowns. We're in Melbourne and yeah, we've been locked up a lot and we all have PTSD. Now I didn't think much would come from it. Maybe a reply or not even, but we we ended up texting each other for a few weeks. We got caught up in person. And now he calls me every few days for these long phone chats. We have made a few more plans to hang out and honestly, really happy to stay friends or even jump back on that thing. Life is too short go with the flow. You know, I'm a successful, creative and funny and intelligent girly. And I I'm the star of my own life, sir. Oh, I love that. We, we honestly, that's the way it's gotta be. You just gotta go with the flow. So then she says, he told me he was seeing someone new over a month ago and hasn't mentioned her since. I don't feel like they're still together because I brought her up yesterday in passing. Like, I guess no response needed, but anyway, he didn't respond. So what do you think? Is she still around? I don't really mind if she is because I'm sure she's great. And like I said, nine inches, it's enough to go around. (laughs) You get four and a half inches and she gets four and a half inches. Oh God, that's so funny. I guess I just want to know if you think he's trying to circle back, which we're okay with because he honestly treated me like a princess when we were together, or if he's just trying to be my friend, or if he's having an emotional relationship with me and then she's getting all the sexy stuff. Again, I'm really cool with however this plays out because love is abundantly around me always, but would love your professional opinion. Oh my God, you honestly sound so cool. And I want to be friends with you. Like I'm moving to, to Australia. Uh, also having an iPad is embarrassing and he has one, (laughs) but he has so many towels. One of them is 
one set of linen sheets though, but both of the towel, both the towels and the sheets are pink, which we love. And it's a nice pink, like a dusty rose. Uh, also he doesn't have shingles, but he does have eczema, but, and he has a special cream. Love you so much. Thanks for the gift that you are bestowing on the entire humanities XOXO. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, honestly, we love a guy with eczema. We love a guy with itchy skin. A guy having eczema is hot and not a deal breaker by any means. You know, it's pretty common eczema. I get it sometimes on my arm. Anywho, um, do I think this girl is still around? Well, I have a question of the context of how he told you about her, because to me, it's like, did he just say it like as a friend, like, like two friends talking like, oh yeah, I just started seeing this girl. Because to me, it's like, if you're doing this thing where you're just dating people, um, I don't know at what point you would bring up another person to someone you used to hook up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, was it serious or were they just like seeing each other, like hanging out a couple times? Because to me, like him mentioning it makes it feel a little bit serious. Otherwise he would just never say anything about her. Um, and honestly, the only way that you could know is if you ask him, just ask him straight up. You don't have to beat around the bush. Say, are you still seeing that girl? What's going on with her? Period. Period. And it makes you look cool. It makes you look like you don't care. Like, oh, we're, fr oh, we're friends, right? I'm asking you a question. Are you still seeing that girl? Do you love her or do you love me? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Cut that last part out, but you know what I'm getting at. You could just be cool about it. Like, oh, what's going on with you and, and what, whatever her face is, you know? And then, and that's how you get a straight answer sometimes from guys. But also I will say just from my, uh, we'll call it field research. When you mention something in passing and he doesn't say, no, I am not seeing her anymore. He probably still is because if he wasn't, he would say, he would say, oh no, no, that's over with that way, you know, but also something that makes me feel like he's still seeing her is I think here's what I want you to be careful of because I'm looking at this still and I'm like, something's not adding up. Cause why wouldn't you guys be hooking up? Um, you obviously had a good connection. You guys got along really well. You're talking a lot. I'm hoping that he is not just like emotionally, um, invested in you and kind of stringing you along. I just hope that you don't get attached to him because you guys are having such constant communication and he's calling you, you guys are chit-chatting, whatever. Um, because that's when, that's when things get messy. Like if you're having an emotional relationship with him, um, and he's with someone else because he's technically in cheating terms, he's not doing anything wrong, but he really is. You know, I think that's just a, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just as bad, but it's pretty bad having like, uh, like a flirtatious kind of thing with somebody and meeting up with them and kind of stringing them along. It's not right. So I think what you need to do is ask him and girl, if you want to hook up with him, tell him there you go. And there's your answer. Don't be afraid to, to, I, I don't think this will make you look crazy. And, and like I always say, who cares if they think you're crazy? You know, who cares? I know he has towels, but I know that there's something missing in his apartment. That's like vital, you know, let's get into this next one. 
Okay. This one says, my ex lost his dad. Aw. Hi, Carly. You always keep it real and give the best advice. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this very sad and confusing situation. My ex of five years lost his dad unexpectedly to a heart attack this past weekend. We broke up about four years ago when I was 28 and I was with him for most of my 20s. We became friends when I was 19 and started dating a few years later. He's been a really important person in my life. When we broke up, I told him I hoped uh, I hoped we'd go our separate ways and find our way back to each other one day, but it never worked out that way. He comes from a very well-to-do family and lived his whole life being a little bit sheltered, in my opinion, and had a lot of opportunities handed to him. He's a great person, but he needed to grow, and so did I. When I was 18, I, I also lost my dad and during this relationship, and then all of my 20s, I was still healing from that, and I needed to grow myself. I confided in my ex so much during the loss of my dad, and to hear that he lost his has been extremely difficult news to swallow. Not only do I feel horrible for their family, I feel like I should be there for him. I'm in a new relationship of one year with a fantastic guy who I love so much. After my ex and I broke up, he quickly got into a new relationship with a girl fast. I was single for three years while they were together and then found my guy who I'm with now. Then the ex and the girl broke up as soon as I got into a new relationship. The timing was never right for us to get back together and naturally I moved on. I actually ran into my ex and his brother at a bar a few weeks ago. It was so nice to see them, but so weird, honestly, because if once felt like family and now they were basically strangers, I went home and cried afterwards because it's been so hard coming to terms over the years with the role I have in his life now. And this, this situation magnified that I text him. I texted him to send my condolences about his dad. And he responded by telling me that's seeing the person I turned out to be after losing my dad will give him strength moving forward. He said, he's been thinking of me and everything that I went through. It feels like such a weird thing for us to connect on, but it's extremely hard not to be there for him. How do you handle an ex going through such a difficult time? I've had mixed feelings of wanting to just run and be there for him, but it's not my place. He has plenty of people to lean on. And I know I wouldn't be able to truly be there for him in a real way without feelings being involved again. I love my current boyfriend and respect our relationship, but this has been weighing heavy on my heart. I know I can only be there for my ex so much. So where do I have to draw the line? It's so hard to have people that were so, so important to you. And now you're just on the outskirts of their life. How do you deal? Um, oh my God. Okay. First of all, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for his loss. This is devastating. And these things, you know, like, uh, they're the most terrible things we ever go through in our lives, losing a parent and people being sick people, you know, it's just, it's terrible. So I'm so sorry about that, but here's what I think. I think in life, we need to be there for people. And it feels to me like, you know, you know that he would want you around and maybe he feels uncomfortable asking for help. I think all, I think the most you can do right now is reach out to him and tell him, Hey, if you need anything, I'm here. And I really mean that I'm not just saying it because it's what people say. Um, but I would love to see you if you want to talk, if you want to vent, or you could call him one night, just like, Hey, can I call you later? Text them during the day and then call him. And I bet you guys will be on the phone for hours. You know, it's just one of these things. Like, don't worry about the rules when it comes to someone really needing help. Um, I was in a situation where I had an ex-boyfriend. I hadn't spoken to him in a long time. 
And I heard he was going through something that was really devastating. And I knew he wasn't doing well. Um, and I felt the same way as you, where I was like, I don't want to overstep. I don't know if he wants me there. I don't know if he needs me there. I don't know if I'm at a line, like even reaching out. And I spoke to my mom about it. And my mom was like, you need to reach out. You need to reach out. You love each other. You loved each other. You were a big part of each other's lives and you have to reach out. And that's that. And I did. And he was like, I'm so, uh, he he's like, I'm so touched that you reached out to me. And then we, you know, talked on the phone for like hours about, about what was going on. So it's just one of those things, like no matter how much time has passed, like, you know, and this was like a long time ago that that had happened to me, but I was like, I don't know. I feel weird. Like he's seeing someone and blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, doesn't matter. Like you guys know each other. Um, and I know what you're saying about your current boyfriend that you've been with. I think that, uh, he'll understand. He'll understand. I, it, it's important to be there for people in, in life, you know? And I think that if the tables were turned, I think he would be there for you, you know? But that's just my opinion on it. I know everyone's different, and, but also like to say, and I'm sure you know this, having lost a, a you know, parent, sometimes um, when, when somebody loses someone in their life, they really don't want to talk or they don't want to be around people. And that's okay too. Um, everything, everyone heals differently. Everyone mourns differently. And it's just kind of, um, you know, him better, you know, him better than I do. It, but that's also a possibility. He could just say like, I'm not even ready to, to talk to anyone about it right now. Um, let's get into this next one says sister-in-law for sale. Queen Carly, thank you for being the only good thing about Mondays. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've been contemplating writing into you for a while, but I figured with the holidays coming up again, I could use some advice. I apologize in advance for this short novel you're about to read. I feel like you need some backstory. I'm not sure how to start exactly. I'll just begin with saying that I'm an only child. And when I started dating my now husband, I was super excited to find out that he had a sister. However, I quickly realized she was not going to be filling any sibling voids for me. Um, at first she was okay towards me and we got along fine. I would even help babysit her kids or accompany them to the zoo or park or recreational activity, etc. I have now been a part of the family for seven years and somewhere along the way, she decided that she hated me. And I think it was mainly because his parents liked me and didn't particularly care for her husband. Even knowing that she didn't like me, I would still always be nice to her and her kids because I truly love them. And I even helped her move out of her house when she left her husband and had to pack, um, and to move back in with her, uh, parents around this time, she was extremely unhappy and was telling the family how her ex was cheating on her and showed us profiles that he made on plenty of fish and how he was bisexual and looking for a threesome. We all felt bad. And she was going through all of this at the time. There wasn't much we could do one day while my husband was at work. I realized he wasn't answering my texts much and was being super short with me. I questioned why he was acting so weird and then sent me a plenty of fish account with my pictures on it and a half-assed biography filled with shit that I would never say. I assured him I had no idea who made that and why would anybody make a fake profile about me? I... I'm a completely average person. I then come to find out it was his sister was the one who sent him the profile, quote unquote, warning him. Oh my God, this is so juicy. 
Oh my God. This is so juicy. Wait, this is so scandalous. Oh my God. Oh my God. Warning him and telling him that he should be concerned. Now my husband doesn't have the best relationship with her as is she used to chase him around with a baseball bat as a kid, as he's told me. So we quickly got past the fake profile and came to the conclusion that it was most likely her that made it because who the hell else would make a profile about me, let alone on an ancient dating app. True. It's like, if anything, like, you know, you would be, if you were trying to be on a dating app, you wouldn't be on plenty of freaking fish. No offense to my people who are on plenty of fish, but it's like, hey, you know, we, we've moved on to, to apps now. Plenty of fish. You got to log on from one of those old Dell computers that's like the size of one of those old TV sets, like a huge that I don't think it would work on a on an iPhone or, or on a MacBook or something. You have to do it from a desktop from, you know, the, the early 2000s. What's wild is people who met on Plenty of Fish and like got married, um, they're, they've been married for like 15 years. That's how long ago. I mean, I feel like Plenty of Fish, maybe I'm fucking it up, but I feel like Plenty of Fish was out, one of the first ones out. It was like match eHarmony, Plenty of Fish, right? Okay. So anyway, onward, their parents didn't seem to be too interested in what she had done and blew me off when I was upset about it. So I just decided to be the bigger person and let it go. Fast forward to summer 2019. We um, decided to go on a family vacation with my in-laws, my sister-in-law, her kids, and her new boyfriend. From the minute we checked into the hotel, she was rude to me and throughout the week would make little comments of, oh, her make little comments like, oh, her crown she wears and blah, 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 and all this unnecessary drama. I again, let all of this go because I'm at a beach and I just wanted to relax and have a good time. So my husband and I would just try to ignore her the best that we could. Toward the end of the week, she decided to get so hammered. She was literally rolling around in the sand, almost drowning in the ocean, telling me how she loves her brother, but she hates me. All I could say was okay, because no matter what I said, it wouldn't have mattered. The next night we were all winding down and getting ready to go home and her family was making fun of her about how drunk she had gotten. She then started on me saying, oh, she can get drunk and nobody cares. But when, oh God, this woman sounds so fucking exhausting. Like I'm getting annoyed just reading these stories. I I can't stand people like that. Okay. So she says, oh, she can get drunk and nobody cares, but I do one time and you guys just won't let it go. At this point, I had had enough abuse for the week. And I said, at least I make it to dinner. Uh, because she had passed out the day before around 3 p.m. This caused her to flip out and point where my husband um, stepped in to say, just because my mom and dad like her didn't like your husband doesn't mean that you have to be such a bitch. Oh, well, good for your husband for standing up for you. She then tried to attack my husband physically, but given the setup of the room, she could not reach him. So she turned around and punched me in the head. What? She punched you in the head? I was literally in shock that she had the audacity to assault me that I grabbed my purse and I left the hotel. Girl, somebody would have been in freak. Somebody would have been in the hospital. Here's what would happen if that would have happened to me. So one of us would have been in the hospital and one of us would have been in jail that night. 
And guess who would be, I'm telling you, it would just simply not happen. And you sound like such a saint for having put up with all of this before and not saying anything about it, which I get because it's like people get special treatment. They're not your friends, they're your family in this situation. So it's like, I get why you would just like, oh, whatever, just blow it off. She's like a miserable person. It's what it is. But wow, she really went and punched you in your damn head, didn't she? Jesus. You sound very nice, by the way. The fact that you left a hotel when you got punched in the head. So, okay. Next thing I know, my husband had all our stuff packed in the car and we drove home six hours at midnight as his parents basically told us we had to leave. We didn't talk to his parents for months after, until after all this COVID started and they decided to reach out since, you know, the global pandemic and all. We slowly mended things with the parents, but I refused to have anything to do with the sister after she physically attacked me. Um, we now both just had babies in February, literally five days apart, go figure. And his mom is pushing for us to be civil with her quote unquote, for the kid's sake. I continue to tell my husband that it's his sister. And if he wants to talk to her, he should, but however, I will have nothing to do with her. I'm simply tired of trying to be the bigger person. My question is, what do I do about the holidays? Kids first birthdays coming up. I can barely stomach the thought of being around her, but my mother-in-law keeps begging us to fix things with her. So should I just suck it up and deal with her? Stick to what my gun stick to my guns and stay away or should I just avoid it all together thanks for all the laughs and the advice wish you were my sister-in-law I wish I was your sister-in-law too because we would have so much fun together drinking on vacation and I would not be almost drowning in the ocean and punching you in the head I promise you that so all right I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know the right answer to this because it is your family. And, you know, for me, I would go ahead and say, I don't really care if the kids see each other on their birthdays and whatever, because to me, this woman has done nothing but disrespect you and be mean to you. So I don't, I wouldn't care what my, uh, you know, mother-in-law and father-in-law say. I think I would just be like, Hey, I need to worry about my health and my happiness. And I want my kids to be in a healthy, happy environment. And this woman assaulted me. So if that were to happen at a first birthday party, I feel like we would end up on the Jerry Springer show at that point, because that's a whole nother level of just dysfunction. So you can, you can say that because that's honestly how I would feel. I don't want to expose my children to a dysfunctional relationship like this. It's weird. It's crazy. I didn't do anything. And this woman punched me. She socked me in the head at a freaking holiday inn. You think I want my kids to see that? No. Sorry, ma. Like, that's what I would say to her. I would say no. And not for nothing. You didn't mention in the email at all that this woman has reached out to you and apologized at all, which she should have. So if she didn't even do that, she thinks you owe her something. It's not happening. You got to stick to your guns on this. And that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't want to make your, you know, I don't want to make any more drama than you already have. But to me, some people are just not meant to be in our lives. And that's it. She made a fake dating profile of you. She, you know, set, she says mean things to you. She constantly disrespect you. She acknowledges all of these things and is almost like proud of it, rubbing it in your face. It's just like, she sounds like such a miserable person. And I can't, I don't care. 
I just wouldn't care that much. I would just say, you know what? No, I got to be happy. And I don't want my kids knowing this woman. Um, but you also are being the bigger person and you're being, you're being the bigger person in this situation by saying to your husband, Hey, if you want to have a relationship with her, you go right ahead, but couldn't be me. Okay. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill, which we're going to do right now. Okay. So this one says, Ooh, this is a nineties toy edition of a fuck, Mary kill slap bracelets, skip it. And sky dancers. Now this is so good. I love the skip it. Oh my God. I loved all of these things. Oh my God. The ribbon dancer. Oh wait. Oh, is a sky dancer. The, the Barbies that would fly up. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Because I was thinking ribbon dancer. Hold on. Um, sky dancer, sky dancers. Um, yes. Oh my God. These were even more fun than the ribbon dancer. It was like the Barbie that would spin when you push the button and they would go, let me tell you something. They wouldn't fly high, but they, you know, at least would disconnect from their little posts, but they were so beautiful. And I absolutely love those. Okay. I think I'm going to marry sky dancer. I'm going to fuck skip it because skip it is the most fun out of all of these things. And Hey, it was an exercise for kids. I don't know. I feel like it was like, I, I couldn't do a skip it now. Are you kidding me? I would be so out of breath in three seconds. Cause I smoked for over 10 years. So yeah, I'm going to kill slap bracelets. Even though I loved those, they kind of, they're like pogs. They kind of lose their uh, thrill after a while. I'm going to fuck skip it. And I'm going to marry sky dancers for sure. Because I would love, I would love to be married to a sky dancer. And that's a fact. So that's it, you guys. If you want to send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, we'll get you on the next episode. And I hope you all have a great week. Happy Monday or Tuesday or whenever you're listening to this. And we will chat soon. You can, uh, oh yeah, no, I said it already. You can send in questions to, <laughs> to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I had a glitch in the matrix. I was in another timeline. All right, I love you guys. Bye.